Hare Krishna. So, welcome all of you for the 49th session of uh, the Bhagavad Gita study circle. And uh, in the last uh, one and a half year and little more, I guess we have uh, covered the four chapters of the Bhagavad Gita systematically. And uh, today we are starting a brand new chapter that is chapter 5. So this is a very interesting chapter again. So it is not as long as the previous chapters. It is having just 29 verses. So that way we can finish this chapter a little early compared to the others. But we have some very nice things going on here. So this particular words or this particular chapter is uh, described as again a yoga. So Prabhupada says this is karma yoga action in Krishna consciousness. So this is also called, this chapter is also called as Karma Sanyasa Yoga. So chapter 5 is called as Karma Sanyasa Yoga. So we will understand more about this Karma Sanyasa Yoga. Karma means to perform action. Sanyasa means that which we have to give up. And what is that we have to give up? The results. And then yoga means connection with the Lord. So here very beautifully Krishna is going to explain that how action has to be performed and that action should ultimately connect you to Krishna. So this is the essence of this chapter. So like we have discussed in the previous chapters, let's have a quick recap. We have seen that how Arjuna was tormented with emotions because he was seeing his own grandfather, he was seeing his guru, he was seeing all his brothers and other relatives who were so dear to him. Of course, not everybody was dear to him because his brothers were very envious of him. So now, he was very bewildered whether as to fight or not fight. And in that very distressed condition, he kept his Gandiva bow down and he said, I don't know what to do. Now, very interestingly, when he kept his bow down in the second chapter, seventh words, very beautifully, Arjuna, he surrenders to Krishna. He says that he accepts Krishna as his spiritual master. Very nice, you see, in the very first, uh, in the seventh uh, uh, verse, he says, So he's saying, Shreya, what is Shreya for me? I have already described what is the difference between Shreyas and Kriyas. So Shreyas is permanent happiness, Kriyas is temporary happiness. So, Arjuna is interested in permanent happiness. So, yes, Shreya, you tell me what is Shreya for me? And he's saying, Nishchitam Rohitami. You gave, give me definite answers, O Krishna. And that is what uh, Krishna started explaining about the soul and many other beautiful things. But there is another thing that we should know. Uh, after the second chapter, Arjuna had another very similar question. And there also, he had a a question of chapter 3 in Karma Yoga and that is the very second shloka where Arjuna is asking a very similar to, similar question to Krishna and it appears as if it's like Dejahu, uh, the kind of question that he is asking. He is saying that in the verse number 2 of chapter 3 Vyamishrena Vakhena Buddhim Mohayasivame Tat Ekam Vadanishchitya you see again he's saying you tell me one thing which is very definite give me one definite answer and he's saying he's saying again 
You tell me that one thing which is Shreya for me, that which is for my permanent happiness and for my permanent good. So Arjuna's questions, if you see, they have this consistency. He is always asking about Shreya and he is also asking Nishchitam, give me definite answer. Now, Krishna has tried his best. Krishna is trying his best. He is always trying to give the best answer. And that is why he explained very beautifully in the third chapter the whole Karma Yoga. He explained to him how Yajna is very important. And then in the fourth chapter he explained further that how Yajna has to be performed, but the, what is the ultimate benefit of Yajna and how this Karma ultimately leads to Jnana and developing transcendental knowledge makes one truly happy. So all these things have been explained by uh, Krishna to Arjuna, but looks like Arjuna is still not satisfied and that is why we have to go to the chapter 5 now because Arjuna after listening after listening to this particular uh, understanding that uh, concept that Krishna has shared he still has further doubts and let's try to understand why this is so so in chapter number 5 now let's see what Arjuna is going to ask and why Arjuna is asking this particular question so I call upon uh, Uma Kumar so you can unmute yourself and let's chant this uh, verse number 1, the 5th chapter, first verse. So you can unmute yourself and let's chant this very interesting shloka. Please repeat. Arjuna Huvacha Arjuna Huvacha Sanyasam Karmanam Krishna Sanyasam Karmanam Krishna Punar Yogam Chasam Chasi Punar Yogam Chasam Chasi Yat Shreya Eta Yorekam Yat Shreya Eta Yorekam Tan Me Bruhi Sunishitam Tan Me Bruhi Sunishitam Wonderful. So please read the translation by yourself. Arjuna said, Oh Krishna, first of all, Ask me to renounce one, and then align you responded, What with devotion? Now you kindly tell me definite, uh, definitely which, which of the two is more beneficial. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Madhuman. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. So you see here that confusion of Arjuna is very evident. So here he is asking, Oh Krishna, if first of all you tell you ask me to renounce everything, you give up work. And then you also mentioned about you have to work in devotion. So how is this possible? Because work means I thought I have to renounce everything. Renounce means there is no work. But now you are telling that you have to work with devotion. So these two things are contradictory. And you see the very last words of the previous chapter, the fourth chapter, 42nd verse. What did Krishna say? It's very clear. Krishna is saying, Atishtutishta Bharata. Oh, get up, rise now. Arjuna fight. That was the instruction. So after that instruction, Arjuna is bewildered. So what should I do again? Now, although Krishna has explained very nicely in the third and fourth chapter, this particular question of Arjuna is because he is attached to his own opinion still. He still has that uh, strong intention to not fight. 
and as long as person is attached to his own intentions and his own desires no matter who speaks even krishna comes and speaks knowledge to us we will not be able to accept it right and the confusion will remain so that is why here that confusion is evident and he is asking that what should i do now what am i supposed to do o krishna whether should i do karma yoga whether should i do karma or should i do karma in devotion with knowledge is what he is asking so there is a confusion here but again if you carefully see in this particular shloka shloka arjuna is again asking yashreya ye to ye manyam he is asking what is shreya for me yet shreyo et your ekam again you tell me what is that one good thing you have explained two things now you explain one good thing what is that ultimate thing that will give me happiness what is that shreya for me tan me bruhi sunishchitam he used to say nishchitam nishchitam here he has added a prefix sunishchitam you have to most certainly you tell me what is good for me so that is what arjuna has asked here and you should know when this particular shloka is explained it is very important to understand when krishna is saying sanyasam karmanam krishna when arjuna is saying sanyasam karmanam krishna sanyasam means to give up so many people when they read this shloka they understand that sanyasam karmanam that means i have to give away all the work i should just sit idle so that is the understanding people get that sanyasam means to give up all types of work but now all the devotees please understand can you really give up work working cannot be given up can you give me one reason why we cannot stop working why we cannot at least one reason why we cannot stop working you can also unmute yourself and speak why is that one what is that one reason why we cannot stop working we all are active right so why we cannot stop working but here this sanyasam karmana we cannot give up work why is that so do you have any answer let me see some comments here on youtube also okay just in case so my dear listeners here on youtube you can also comment and let me know why can we not stop from working any reason i have some live audience also they can say if they have any answer okay here i get one answer from girishma and that she says that it's a basic instinct to work it's a hint right so hina mata ji saying earn and living so we have to eat we have to do so many activities right but where is this tendency coming from you see we are spirit soul so spirit soul is always active you cannot make a spirit soul inactive this body can sleep it can become inactive for a few hours it can die and become inactive but the spirit soul is always active it is always wanting for some activity it needs work that is from the spiritual perspective even from the material perspective we are having this material body and this material body is influenced by the three modes and one of the mode is passion rajoguna we are constantly influenced even at the material level by rajoguna so this rajoguna makes us work it cannot actually make us sleep all the time or become inactive all the time 
so materially and spiritually we are always active we are active so renouncing work is very artificial you cannot give up work simply if somebody says i will sit idle and i will simply watch tv and just eat no it's not going to happen or if somebody says i will go to the forest and i'll sit there in the forest idle and no you may sit idle there physically but your mind is constantly active we cannot stop working so that is why krishna is also not recommending this to arjuna because arjuna is a kshatriya and if he goes to the forest and sits idle there on meditation doing meditation he cannot do that because his nature is to fight so artificially repressing the tendency to action the tendency to perform work is going to be a big problem for us it is very unnatural to the soul because soul is always active so that is the reason we should clearly understand that this particular thing that sanyasam karmanam we cannot give up work so we should not give up that is not the injunctions of bhagavad gita many people say that okay bhagavad gita means that you simply go and meditate no it's not the thing you have to do your prescribed duties as mentioned right but what is that we have to do sanyasa sanyasa karmanam means not that we have to give up the work but when we work there is a result outcome of that work is a result the fruit of action now that fruit of action when you get it comes with its own attachment raga and dvesha when there is a fruit either you will be attached to that fruit or you will hate that fruit so sanyasa means we are actually supposed to give up that raga and dvesha for the result that sanyasa should be done not that we have to stop working we have to stop getting attached either positively or negatively to the fruits of our actions that is most important here so here arjuna is asking this question why because what is his question should i do karma or should i just gain transcendental knowledge and become idle so now he is hoping that krishna will tell him that you just follow the path of gnana and by following the path of gnana you don't have to fight and that's exactly what arjuna wants so he is hoping that krishna will tell the path of gnana is most important and then with that reason arjuna will say okay you are saying gnana is important then why should i fight right so he doesn't want to fight so he is trying this way or that way trying to trick krishna but nobody can trick krishna you know he is the most intelligent so that's why krishna will give a very befitting answer to arjuna a very uh, perfect answer to this particular question so krishna arjuna has asked two things now what is good karma yoga or should i give up all the work or should i work with devotion so this is the question that arjuna has asked so let's see what krishna will reply so dev unmute yourself and let's see what krishna has to say okay dev is not here so uh, let's uh, call dina uh, mata ji and dina mata ji can unmute herself and we can chant the next shloka so very interesting shloka so let me display that okay so i hope the screen is visible to you mata ji so this is the second word yes so let's chant this very interesting shloka verse number 2 shri bhagavan uvacha shri bhagavan uvacha sanyasa karma yogascha sanyasa karma yogascha निश्रेय सत्कर उभव निश्रेय सत्कर उभव 
सयोस्तु कर्म कर्मयोगो विशिष्यते
that particular subject is called physics when you deal with chemicals it is called chemistry when you deal with all the heavenly bodies then it is called astronomy when you deal with electrons it is called electronics or electricity whatever electrical engineering whatever you say right so similarly when we are talking about spirituality then it has to deal with the spirit and god now people are talking about spirituality without the understanding of the spirit and without understanding of the god so when there is no connection with the spirit the spirit soul and god it is not called as spirituality so that is why we should not get cheated by so many so called spiritual processes that are uh, coming like mushrooms right so let's not get bewildered krishna is very specifically saying that only these two things are mentioned here so anything authorized by the scriptures that is what will lead us to the ultimate goal and not any other path so this is very very important so why both are important krishna is explaining this because as spiritual practitioner especially in krishna consciousness we are supposed to work with devotion now both are important you see when you construct a house now while constructing a house you need a floor and you need a roof you cannot have a house without the floor have you seen any house like that okay i just have the roof i don't have the floor you cannot even enter the house without the floor it's simply hanging there or you cannot call a house a house without a roof you have a floor but you don't have the roof then it is not complete so similarly your spiritual practice will become complete only when you have both work and devotion so that is why krishna is explaining in this fifth chapter that both your work is important and your devotion is important you need to have both the floor and the roof of your spiritual house this spiritual process so that is why this is very very important we should we cannot give up these things <coughs> now there is another very nice way to understand the analogy of a farmer you see when a farmer what does he do when he wants to produce something the first thing that he does is in the field he approaches all the different weeds because if there are weeds then there is a lot of problem they will not help in the growth of the crop so he has to first uproot all the weeds and then he will till the soil and then finally he will sow the seed and nurture it so similarly in the field of our mind we need to actually uproot all the weeds what are those weeds the weeds are all this lust greed anger and envy so all these weeds which are there in the field of mind have to be uprooted now that is sanyasa uprooting process uprooting all the negative things is sanyasa you have to give up all these things these weeds in your mind and then after uprooting all these negative weeds from the mind the farmer cannot say that okay i have done all these things now i will get the produce no he has to do the positive action he has to perform the karma of sowing the seeds so that is why when we uproot the weeds get rid of all these negative things we also have to sow the seed of positive karma that is why karma and devotion both are required so karma sanyasa means this is what it means uproot the raga and dvesha and all these uh, negative elements the weeds from our mind the field of mind and then at the same time put nice spiritual activities into that mind so that it becomes sanyasa yoga 
karma sanyasa yoga you see so there is a very nice connection this is a wonderful process only when we follow this process of uprooting and sowing the seed properly we will get wonderful results the spiritual results the ultimate goal of life that is to attain krishna so this is why the explanation of this particular chapter will give us more details as to how do i perform karma sanyasa yoga ultimately i have to get connected with krishna right so this is uh, one nice thing that krishna has explained here and uh, he says both are important but working in devotion is more important because it is just like the action of the farmer so you all have to become farmers you have to become farmers what do i mean farmers farmers of your own spiritual life so start identifying all the weeds take them out which is sanyasa and then perform positive action so that way you will actually become very wonderful spiritually and then you attain the ultimate goal right so this is what krishna has explained here and uh, it's a very nice thing probar also says that how uh, you know sometimes thereby continuing material bondage perpetually so krishna is probar in the purport is explaining that as long as one is engaged in activities aimed at improving the bodies constantly improving the bodies thereby continuing material bondage perpetually so more we work for our bodies the more we become entangled that we will explain more in detail in the next verse so let's see we have uh, achutan ji you can unmute yourself and let's chant the verse number 3 so verse number 3 that is uh, another very nice shloka So let's chant this, and let's try to understand. So, Gneyasa Nitya Sanyasi. Gneyasa Nitya Sanyasi. Yona Dveshti Na Kangchati. Yona Dveshti Na Kangchati. Nirdvandho Hi Mahabaho. ट्रांसलेशनिटी Easily overcome material bondage and is completely liberated. So mighty arms are given. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Achyutan. So again, a very interesting sloka, and let's uh, dive a little deeper into this particular sloka. So here, dear devotees, it is said that Vyasa Nitya Sanyasi. So. there are some qualities of a sanyasi are explained like in the previous shloka prabhupada krishna explained that what is sanyasa karmana both are good so now he is explaining or giving some details about a person who actually follows these things so who is this yonat dveshti na kamchati so in this shloka we can understand that krishna actually is talking about it is renunciation in action 
it is not renunciation of action please understand you have to renounce in action you are performing action but you have to renounce certain things especially the result and attachment to results it is not that renunciation of action that not that you have to renounce the work now jonak beshtina kamshati so like i told you earlier that activity is very natural to us we cannot stop from performing action we have to work and this type of work has to actually unbind us it has to make us unattached so here krishna is saying who is that person who will become unattached nadveshti na kamchati so this type of sanyasa within us has to emerge what is that sanyasa nadveshti na kamchati we are not envious of anyone and we are not desiring all the time constant hankering is not there so such a person can be called as nitya sanyasi now this kind of sanyasa is not just meant for men even if you are a woman if you are a boy you are a girl you are a brahmachari you are a grahastha everyone can actually follow this you all can become nitya sanyasi because what krishna is saying nadveshti na kamchati so a man can become non envious a woman can also become non envious a brahmachari can become non envious a grahastha can become non envious you see so each and every one can become a nitya sanyasi it is very very much possible but we are not able to actually become nitya sanyasis because we are attached attachment is there attachment to things attachment to people constant attachment is there to so many things right you see most of the time the strongest attachments are the family members especially the close family members is what causes the strongest attachment but any person on the death bed when at the point of death all the family members are nothing but a list of names i repeat that again at the point of death all the family members will just become a list of names for that person it's very very difficult it's a little harsh also right to say something like this but you see these attachments are so strong we don't want to give attachment by the way how does this attachment come about what is this attachment all about you know why are we not able to do this sanyasa why it is so difficult to give up things or give up those actions uh, or give up the fruits for the actions why is that so difficult why is that that strong attachment bondage where is that attachment coming from have you analyzed how is the attachment forming you please understand now so many of you are listening to this now i am attached to my parents okay you are attached to your parents i am not attached to your parents and you are not attached to my parents what is the difference now why is there no attachment because they are also persons they are also human beings but i am not attached to them and you are not attached to my parents what why is that attachment not coming because you see attachment comes when i see that i am getting some thing from that person either happiness joy his presence makes me feel good and happy 
and that is how attachment comes. Attachment actually comes when I am getting something from that person. And moment I get something from that person, and that person is fulfilling my sensual pleasures, my sense objects, he's fulfilling my sense desires. That is when attachment comes. That causes attachment to come. That actually brings about attachment within us for that person because I am getting something from that person. Please analyze this carefully. But a person who does not satisfy my senses, who doesn't help in my sense gratification, then I hate that person. You see, dvesha will come. Raga is attachment. Dvesha is positive, negative attachment. So, attachment, there is positive attachment. But hatred is negative attachment. That is also attachment because when you hate a person, you're constantly thinking, how should I give this person a trouble? How should I trouble this person nicely? How should I give him more pain and sorrow? So that is negative attachment, but you're also having attachment. So that is negative attachment. So attachment is coming from where? It is actually coming from my sense gratification. So based on my sense gratification, I define whether I love this person or I hate this person. Whether I'm attached to this person or I'm not attached to this person. You see? So it's very complex. In Srimad Bhagavatam, there are a few very interesting things which I want to explain to you all of you. I found this verse, so I just wanted to share with you all of you. Aruntudam tanna vijitya keche Kurvantiya sadvigraham matra marte Mitranyudasina ripunru primodaha So, he says that Very beautiful sloka, it is said that Failing to conquer this irrespressible enemy, the mind Whose urges are intolerable And who torments the heart Many people are completely bewildered and create useless quarrels with others. Thus they conclude that other people are either their friends, their enemies or parties indifferent to them. You see, so there are urges, the intolerable urges within our mind, within our heart. And when these urges are unfulfilled by certain people, that is when I call a certain person as a person whom I love or a person whom I hate. So it's all surrounding with my own sense pleasure. It is centered around my pleasure. So that is what is happening dear devotees. So we should know this attachment is coming from where? It is coming from my sense gratification. And that is why sannyasaha, giving up this is very difficult. Now, if we have to become Nitya Sanyasi, like Krishna is saying in this verse, Nitya Sanyasi, it is not so easy. Although it looks very simple, oh, Kangshati, Krishna is saying just give up envy. Dvesha is there, okay, I will not become envious of anyone. No, it's not so easy. I will not desire anything. No, it's not so easy. Why? Because this Raga and Dvesha are extremely powerful. Not so easy to give up. You see? So, what is happening is, uh, we are somehow having positive attachment or negative attachment. So, this has to be given up. 
and unless we don't give up these things uh, our relationships with people will mostly fluctuate because uh, sometimes we are happy with the same person we are distressed with the same person it's very difficult because we are constantly uh, dealing with our own sense gratification and that's why a person a friend becomes an enemy and an enemy becomes a friend in this material world how how we see this happening in this world the reason is this the core reason why a friend becomes an enemy and enemy becomes a friend is all dependent is centered at the core value that is my sense gratification you see not so easy to give up right just like now every now and then we update our mobile apps right so we need to update our mind and when we update our mind with this knowledge of the bhagavad gita then you can make a proper list of all the people that you love and then all the people that you hate so why don't you take this activity for this week that you make a list of all the people that you love and then all the people that you hate and you compare and don't uh, be dishonest you can be honest with yourself and then if you really feel like sharing it with me you can share it with me and i will go through it so i hope that i will not be in the list of the person that you hate but you can still list it so you see this is what it is it's very interesting to understand these core principles and nicely see what krishna is saying so you see the difference you see that uh, um uh, strong things what krishna is explaining here not so easy to give up these things I have few more things. Another sloka. Let me see if I have. Uh, let me quickly go and check if that is also there. Ha. Huh. All right. There is another very nice sloka which I want to chant for all of you. It is again from Shrimad Bhagavatam seventh canto, seventh uh, chapter and forty second verse. So here it is said, Sukhaya Dukha Mokshaya. संकल्प यह कर्मिण सदापनोति दुखम सदापनोति one does not endeavor for happiness as soon as one begins his activities for happiness his conditions for distress begin so my dear devotees please understand this very nice shloka from the shrimad bhagavatam it is very nicely stating here actually that whenever you endeavor for happiness that is when you will not get happiness you see that word the statement here if one is happy as long as one does not endeavor for happiness but if you start endeavoring for happiness then you will not become happy why is it that so because endeavor for happiness let's take this word endeavor for happiness if you endeavor for happiness which means that right now at this moment you are not happy because you are not happy you are endeavoring to become happy right so all these materialistic people are constantly thinking of happiness but right now they are not experiencing happiness they are endeavoring for happiness and that is a trap 
when you are constantly endeavoring to become happy that is a trap you will never become happy so that is why krishna is saying lakankshati as long as you are constantly desiring that oh this will give me happiness that will give me happiness this bungalow this car this wife this girlfriend that boyfriend this mobile that gadget nothing will give us happiness because you are constantly hankering you are endeavoring for happiness and as long as you are pursuing happiness the person the happiness will run away from you because you yourself are taking that stand right now that you are not happy and that's why you are endeavor for happiness so don't think of all the different situations that will make you happy instead you see that how the current situation itself can make you happy you can be happy with knowledge when you have this wonderful knowledge with you every moment can become happy you can make it happy that's why transcendental knowledge is required and that is possible when you become a nitya sanyasi if you want to enjoy get happiness moment after moment after moment then you should learn this art of becoming a nitya sanyasi you see such a powerful thing it is it's not an ordinary thing and very nice another shloka from shrimad bhagavatam which says that how you can become free from anxiety who are the two kinds of people who can become free from anxiety because if you are endeavoring for happiness that endeavor itself will put you in anxiety now who are the people who are not in anxiety shrimad bhagavatam explains that it says स So who are those two types of people? One who is a retarded and childish fool, and one who has approached the Supreme Lord, who is beyond the three modes of material nature. Ah, so this is very interesting. So here, this loka is explaining who are the two types of people who will be actually happy. Who are the two people who will be happy and free from anxiety? One is a retarded fool. It is said that. यो विमुक्तो जड़ो वाला सो जड़ो वाला मीन्स ही इज इज रिटार्डेड फूल ही डजेंट हैव एनी एस्पिरेशन यू सी मोस्ट ऑफ दिस पीपल हुर मेंटली रिटार्डेड दे आर नॉट प्लानिंग ओ आई डू दिस एंड आई बिकम हैप्पी आई डू दैट एंड बिकम हैप्पी दे आर जस्ट फुलिश दे डोंट रियली हैव एन एंजाइटी but that doesn't mean those foolish people retarded people are equivalent to the great transcendentalists the devotees there is a lot of difference a transcendental transcendentalist a devotee he takes pleasure in the supreme lord but whereas the fool he is just confused he has no anxiety for that matter he doesn't think of where will my next meal come what will happen to me next whether will i take bath water will come electricity will go internet will not work laptop is slow nothing he is having no such anxieties he is just leading a blind life whatever comes to on its own accord he'll enjoy and he'll go he has no anxiety but anybody who falls between two these two categories a retarded fool and a transcendentalist 
we are all filled with anxiety. Anybody who falls in between these two categories is filled with anxiety, is full of anxiety. Why? Because they are endeavoring for happiness. A transcendental is not endeavoring for happiness because he is connected with the Supreme Lord. And foolish, retarded person, he is totally disconnected from the material things and uh, he has no aspirations and desires. And that is why even he is free from anxiety. But people who are in between, who are endeavoring for happiness are the one who will be full with anxiety. You see, that is why we have to become Nitya Sanyasi. So very important my dear devotees. These are not some ordinary shlokas. These are not some simple things that we can neglect. We have to understand all these things in detail. Very powerful shlokas these are. So, here Krishna is saying that and then he is saying Nirdvangbo So this whole world is actually Dvandva, it is your nature Heat, cold, hot, right? There is winter, there is summer There is happiness, there is distress There is night, there is day There is black, there is white there is all constantly there is duality in this material world. We are trapped in this duality. So Krishna is saying, Nirdvanvo. You have to become Nirdvanvaha. How do I become Nirdvanvaha? How do I become free from this duality? But it is possible only if you are detached. If you are attached to material things and material people, you will be in duality. Let's understand. You have seen the waves in the ocean, right? The waves of the ocean, sometimes they go high and sometimes they go low. Now, if you are on a boat or a ship, now the ship is actually sailing on the water. So, whenever the wave goes high, the ship will go high. Whenever the wave will go low, the ship will go low. Why? Because the ship is attached to the water. The ship is actually attached to the water. So, it completely takes the path of the water. The ship because of the attachment. But just imagine, if you are flying above the ocean. Now, no matter what are the high and low tides of the ocean, since you are flying above the ocean, you will be unaffected. Right? Why? Because you are not attached to the water. You are flying above it. You are not attached to it. Now, since you are not attached to this, you are free. You see? So, that is where the problem comes, dear devotees. So, just like the ship is constantly attached and it takes away the path of the ocean, high and low tides, if you simply fly above the ocean, you will be disconnected, you will be unaffected by these high and low tides of the material world, this material ocean. So you will become Nirdvandho. What is causing that Nirdvandva? The attachment is causing that Dvandva. Your attachment to people, your attachment to things will constantly put you in high and low tides. Sometimes happiness, sometimes distress. Kabhi khushi, kabhi gham. This is the problem. Why? Because of attachment. So if you want to get rid of this, you have to fly. Now when you are flying, ultimately the plane also has to land somewhere. Now again you don't have to land on the material ocean. Instead, you can think of flying 
high up to the spiritual world and that is what is explained in this fifth chapter of the bhagavad gita so you become detached and by becoming detached you will fly to the spiritual world so this is the solution that krishna is giving why should we simply not take this let's take this wonderful thing that krishna is saying let's make our life perfect right so you should make you should make your mind clean for this if you have to become detached now you have to make things very clear your mind needs to be very clear and pure see anything white is a sign of purity right anything white white color white cloth everything is sign of purity it doesn't have any contamination for example why white cloth is so pure it's because you see the cotton the cotton naturally is white and then you take the cotton and then you make the cloth and then you produce it because it's a natural color of the cotton to be white it gives a very natural feeling that yes it's a sign of purity the cotton is white the thread is white the cloth is white and then you wear it then you are also pure you become pure gradually it's not that simplified wearing white clothes you become pure but i'm just saying the cotton is pure in me so right now our mind is like the cotton it has to be like cotton but what happens is this mind is filled with so much of different colors now just like the white cotton when it is mixed with different varieties of colors it it creates different emotions for example red color cloth is a sign of passion black color cloth it is another sign of from um, uh, some tamoguna kind of a thing terrorists generally they wear this all black clothes and all those things so every color has its own uh, effect it has its own influence on your mind so similarly our mind which actually has to be like pure cotton white is right now mixed with different colors of lust greed anger envy attachment detachment all these positive and negative attachments so that is why we the same person behave differently in different situations our mind is impure and all this impurity is causing the attachment constantly there are so many these uh different colors of our mind which creates these attachments so we have to purify and have a crystal clear a pure white mind which is possible by following the process of krishna consciousness that is what is krishna what is krishna consciousness action in krishna consciousness nobody saying karma yoga action in krishna consciousness when you perform your actions for the pleasure of krishna then you can filter it out all the dirty things from your mind so that is very much possible so what krishna is saying here is you have to give kamya karma that has to be given kamya karma means that karma that which you perform for your own pleasure with some kama with some desire then those things have to be given up so krishna is saying na kamshati means work has to be done but has to be done without the attachment for your desire so you see there is so much that is covered in this particular shloka so you can become a nitya sanyasi being a grahastha being a brahmachari being whatever situation man or woman any material condition you might be you can become a nitya sanyasi when you actually give up vesha and you give up desires na kamchati so you know now where is the attachment coming from if you are attached to something or if you are attached to somebody you should know the root cause is my own sense gratification so am i able to give up my sense gratification that can i do sanyasa of these sense gratification 
Yes, it is possible. It is possible when you actually work for Krishna. Detachment is not so easy. But detachment comes when you positively get attached to Krishna. When you get attached to Krishna, detachment becomes very easy. And it's a practical experience of every devotee. Every devotee who comes to his con, generally when he starts following the process, it's not that all of a sudden he has become detached. No. Detachment takes its own phase, many decades, many years. But that is happening gradually as you are getting attached to Krishna. The more you get attached to Krishna, the more you get detached from the material things and material people. So our attachment to Krishna is the focus. In Krishna consciousness, we focus only on giving pleasure to Krishna. And by doing so, by getting attached to Krishna, we will become detached from material things. Simply giving up material things is not so easy. Never it's going to be easy. Unless you get attached to Krishna, there is no question of detachment. Only Krishna can give us that detachment from material things. Because what Krishna has said in the second chapter, Rasovarjam Rasopyasya. Rasovarjam Rasopyasya means only when you get the higher taste, you give up the lower taste. Right? So only when you get the higher taste of being with Krishna, chanting his holy name, listening to Bhagavad Gita, that is when the lower taste of all these material sense enjoyments will gradually go. Right? So this is what Krishna has very beautifully explained in this third, uh, third shloka. So let's uh, go to the next verse now. So let's uh, see who is there. So I call uh, Uma Kumar again. So Uma Kumar, you can unmute yourself and let's chant the next two words. So that is verse number four. So this verse is quite straightforward, so please repeat. Sankhya Yoga Pratakbalaha Pravadantina Panditaha Ekam Apyastita Samya Uvayor Vindate Palam Wonderful. So please read the translation by yourself. Only the worst, only the ignorance speak of Parmayava and devotional service has been different from the analysis study of the material world. Those who are actually learned, learned say that he who applies himself to one of these parts, these parts, these parts achieves the result of both. Yes. Yes. Thank you. So, thank you. Thank you very much. So it is a very straightforward thing. Krishna has explained that how these both are actually Ubayor. Both of them are actually the same. But there, there are some childish people, some ignorant people, Pratikbalaha. They are the ones who think that these two processes are different. So the studies, analytical studies of this material world called Sankhya, the Sankhya Yoga which we are going to describe and understand in the next chapter more in detail. So these are the people who think that, uh, oh, these two processes are different and they're going to give the different results, but that is not true. But Krishna says here, although they are different, but a person who even sticks to one of these processes of Karma Yoga or uh, transcendental working in Krishna consciousness, both will give the ultimate result. 
So this is what Krishna has to say in this particular verse. So it's quite straightforward. So there is nothing, nothing much to say. But we can go to the next verse and see uh, what Krishna is going to say in the next verse. That is verse number five. So Achyutanji, you can unmute yourself and let's chant the fifth verse of this particular chapter five. Maybe we can understand a little bit more here. So Achyutanji, this uh, shloka is visible to you. Yes, please. Yes. Alright. So next hand verse number five. Yes, Sankhe Prapkate Stanam. Ya Pashyati Sa Pashyati Ya Pashyati Sa Pashyati Wonderful. Please read the translation. One who knows that the position used for means of renunciation can also be attained the work in devotional service and who therefore sees that the bond of work and the bond of renunciation are the one, are one, sees things as they are. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Ajit. So, again a very interesting uh, shloka. So, one who knows that the position reached by means of renunciation can also be attained by the works of devotional service. So, Krishna is saying here that you can ultimately attain the result, the final result, even by acting in Krishna consciousness. But what did Krishna say in the second verse? He said, that acting in devotion is easier. That's why the process of bhakti is very simple and very joyful. Whereas the other processes, although they give you the final result, the ultimate result, but they are quite troublesome. It's not so easy. But whereas bhakti process is so simple, because bhakti process involves eating, sleeping, dancing, singing. So everything is involved. So it's a very joyful and easy process. The Bhakti Yoga is very simple. So, there is, like I told you, diversity in the processes, but the goal is uniform. So, Krishna is saying, you don't worry about the different varieties of activities each process has. The main thing is, the goal is the same. So, anybody who understands that by doing uh, Karma Yoga, or giving up the results of action, and uh, then finally, he has to do it with detachment, he can attain the same result as one who is naturally following Bhakti Yoga. When I say devotional service or Prabhupada says uh, acting in devotion, it means Bhakti Yoga in Krishna consciousness. So that is why the chapter name is also called Karma Yoga, action in Krishna consciousness. You see? So what actually makes these things different or why people think that these processes are different is because they are preconceived ideas. Each one of us have certain ideas. We have certain perception about the world. So these preconceived notions of the world actually makes us understand the world in different way. So what we can know actually depends on what we know. I repeat that again. What we can know 
actually depends on what we already know right so if you simply say to a villager you go to a villager and then say you know if your medullar oblongata fails to work then you will collapse and you will die this villager you know he cannot make any sense out of it he will say what medulla oblongata what are you talking about now this medulla oblongata is a portion in your brain now he doesn't understand now he cannot connect with anything he has no reference point in his um, whole mind in his knowledge bank about this medulla oblongata so when you talk about him it really doesn't make any sense to this person so similarly if somebody comes and shows you an x-ray actually we cannot make any sense of the x-ray but a doctor when he sees that x-ray he can immediately say where is the problem right why that is because what we can know depends on what we already know so many times uh, i had explained this previously also that what is knowledge to us please understand this is very careful maybe you should all uh, carefully listen to this what is knowledge if you broadly speak and understand knowledge is i know that i know something right for example i know that this chapter of bhagavad gita has 29 verses so i know that i know something so that is knowledge and another type of knowledge is i know that i don't know something for example rocket science i don't know when is the next uh, solar eclipse that is going to happen so i know that i don't know when is the solar eclipse going to happen so what is my knowledge my knowledge is all about i know something i don't know something so i know that i know something i know that i don't know something is what actually contributes to my knowledge bank but most people don't know that they don't know something that means they don't know that they don't know something that's the region where it is called as ignorance so what is ignorance ignorance means they don't know that they don't know something so please analyze this carefully i know i have confused a little bit but you can repeat this and understand what is my knowledge if my knowledge is all about i know that i know something and i know that i don't know something this is what is knowledge i know that i don't know what is beyond this wall i don't know right that is also knowledge but what is not knowledge what is ignorance that is i don't know that i don't know something and because i don't have any reference like the villager when you talk to him about the medullar oblongata he has no reference in his mind many times when we talk about spirit soul when you talk about the multi universes and something like that people have no reference point so that's why because they don't have any pre existing knowledge about that it's very difficult for them to accept things so what bhagavad gita does is it actually gives you a variety of knowledge and where if you just understand bhagavad gita it gives you reference points it gives you lot of reference points to many things that are happening in this world happening within you so that is why bhagavad gita is so essential so now when you start understanding bhagavad gita and get this reference points about your own life and then you read shrimad bhagavatam all these reference points will get elaborated with different pastimes of the devotees you see 
so this is what we need to get reference points to understand things so why people actually uh, they misunderstand these two processes of karma yoga and bhakti yoga is because they don't have certain reference points about one other process the other process and because they don't have this reference point we say oh this is a different process this is a different process but the ultimate goal is the same krishna is saying this is what will lead you to the same goal don't worry o arjuna so what we are supposed to do is understand bhagavad gita properly and get reference points of different varieties of knowledge in your life so that you can lead a very good life a happy life right so you see this is what is happening here there are a lot of things going on so i hope uh, certain things are clarified to you so if you have any questions we have 10 more minutes let's open for q and a so we have discussed the first five verses of the fifth chapter of bhagavad gita so we have covered some very interesting shlokas and we have seen that how arjuna has this confusion about which is the best process whether giving up karma or actually performing karma in devotion and then we have understood clearly that walking in devotion is much better so krishna is going to further elaborate on all these different things and we will understand more concept in the next session but before we end let's see if you have any questions let me see on youtube as well if there are devotees who have any uh, questions here so we have deepak from udan classes thank you so much uh, deepak for joining thank you for being here so ajitan ji hinamata ji uh, uma kumar if you have any questions please feel free to ask let's have some questions and also dear devotees on youtube if you have any questions please feel free to ask questions and dear live audience uh, you can also ask questions if you have go ahead and ask if you have any so that we benefit everyone so we have understood these five shlokas today and we will continue from the sixth shloka next sunday so any questions please any questions that you have yes when we are following the path of devotion initially we are doing so to satisfy our sense gratification right? okay so then how does that then that is attachment devotion is also attachment because initially we are not following the path of devotion or just in the knowledge of you know we are not that you are correct so the question here is gurishma is saying that initially when you follow the process of bhakti yoga even in the process of uh, performing action with devotion initially it's all about my pleasure so what did i say about attachment attachment means that which gives you pleasure sense gratification then that causes attachment right so initially a neophyte devotee when he starts coming to krishna consciousness initially it is like oh i like the prasadam oh it's so tasty now what's happening is it is for his sense enjoyment i like the prasadam i want to enjoy this uh, beautiful deities oh so beautiful decoration it gives so much pleasure to me by seeing this deities i when i chant this holy name it gives pleasure to me so initially it is all for my sense gratification but now what's happening with this sense gratification of yours you are developing an attachment to the spiritual process you are getting attached to krishna either in the form of prasadam either in the form of the spiritual music or either in the form of the beautiful deities you are somehow getting connected with 
Krishna. And now what's happening is because Krishna is spiritual, gradually your focus will shift from my sense enjoyment to no, 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 I have to give enjoyment to Krishna. This process will begin when you start serving Krishna. Because when you eat prasadam, when you have nice eating, you enjoy the kirtan, gradually you think, oh, let me also do some seva. When you start doing seva, then what is happening? The process of giving back is beginning. And this process of giving back to Krishna will lead you to spiritual process. So she has a follow-up question. Let's see. So when we when we have to give something, we have to renounce something. We have to renounce our work here. So again, it is reaching the goal in by renunciation, not by devotion of work. Correct. So anytime when we are doing any renunciation, please understand, we renounce something only we get something higher. For example, you renounce a job which gives you salary of twenty thousand only when you get a job which pays you fifty thousand. You give up the job of 50,000 only when you get a job of 1 lakh. You renounce this job. When do you renounce? When you are getting something higher. So it's all about priorities. So when you actually renounce something, don't think it is all simply renunciation. When you come in Krishna consciousness, you are actually getting the true happiness. So what you are renouncing is lower happiness. So it's a great deal. When you are getting higher happiness, why should I get attached to these lower happinesses? Right? So, that is why renunciation becomes easy in the process of devotion. In the process of devotion, it becomes easy because you are getting You are getting a higher taste. Only when you get a higher taste, you can renounce. Only when you get a job of 1 lakh rupees, you can renounce 20,000 20, rupees job. Right? So that is what it happens to you. Just like when an iron is kept constantly in the fire, the iron will acquire the properties of the fire. It will act like fire, the iron rod also. Similarly, by constantly being in touch with Prasadam, in constant with Krishna, uh, in the name, in the form of his names, in the form of his deities, you're actually becoming spiritual. And these detachments will develop. Attachment will reduce gradually. So that is why positive attachments, especially to Krishna, is most essential for any spiritual practitioner. So, this is one question. So, dear devotees, any other question that you can think of? You can either unmute yourself or you can type. We have a few more minutes, so you can ask one more question, so that will be really nice. So, even on YouTube, if you are listening to this, you can leave your comments, you can ask a question, so that will be nice. And uh, here also on StreamYard, you can think of some questions, so that will be nice to take a one or two questions, right? Any more questions? Any question that you want to ask? So, <clears throat> please purify the mind. It's extremely important. And see where are the attachments. What is the activity for all of you? The activity for this week is you make a list of all the people that you love and all the people that you hate and you see, analyze what is happening with you in your own mind. So we have a question from Vinod Chandanji. He says that is let me show that. So he says that is there any type of work 
specified in the Bhagavad Gita which we can do or cannot do in our normal day life. Specified in the Bhagavad Gita which we can do or cannot do in our normal day life. So what I understand from this question is that Vinodji you are trying to say that is there anything that Krishna is saying that anything specified that we should do and we should not do? Yes, definitely. Actually, Krishna, uh, now he's talking about the broad principles uh, in the first few chapters, but later on also there are so many slokas that we will see Krishna is talking about eating in the 17th chapter, what we should eat and what we should not eat. Krishna is talking about sleeping, how to sleep, how a yogi sleeps, how the materialist sleeps. So these are our daily activities. And how do we work? Like you were saying, uh, any type of work specified. So, like Krishna in the previous chapter has specifically talked about the Varnashrama. So, which is right now missing. If you can know your proper Varna and your proper Ashrama, it becomes very easy for a person to get the specific work. So, what Krishna has told about work is actually if you can identify your Varna and Ashrama, specifically your Varna, and then what happens is if you act according to your varna, it becomes a very natural thing for you to work. So that is missing. So what Krishna had given again previously is the broad principles, identify your varna and act according to your varna. Perform work as per your varna. So that we have discussed elaborately in the previous chapter, right? In the previous session. So now the day-to-day -day activities that we are doing for eating, sleeping, yes, Krishna has definitely explained those principles in the upcoming future. That how uh, a yogi behaves, how a devotee behaves and a non-devotee behaves, what are the qualities of uh, the devotee and he has to imbibe those qualities and what are the qualities of demoniac people. So this differentiates, when you understand this, uh, the qualities of a, a devotee and a non-devotee, then you know how to act. You know very clearly, oh, this is how I should not act, how should I act? So all these we are discussing is actually relating, is coming to the same point to help you in a day-to-day -day life, how should I become free from like today attachment we spoke about. It's a very practical thing. Can we think of this uh, getting detached every day? You can think. Actually, we should start thinking about it. If you clearly understand that attachment is something that we have right now, and if you can work in such a way that every activity of yours on a day-to-day -day basis will help you get detached, what a wonderful thing it is. Just imagine every activity that you do is actually for the pleasure of Krishna, you are gradually getting detached from all the materialistic things. It happens. So, this is the process that we do. But definitely, the more details will come, like specific details if you are asking like sleeping, eating, work, all those things will come when we discuss the details. So, when you are saying uh, looking forward, for all that, yes, definitely, there are so many things we can do. But specifically, if you have any question, you can always feel free to call me and uh, you can also uh, leave a message. We can also take questions offline. So anybody who is listening to this, all of you who are listening to this, you can anytime get connected with me, leave your comments uh, on YouTube or you can personally message me on WhatsApp and then get connected and uh, we can discuss these questions even offline so that way uh, it can be more interactive because not everything I'll be able to explain in this one and a half hour sessions so it is good that if you have you need more clarity on certain things then we can take them offline.
So with this today, uh, we will end the session and uh, we have started chapter 5 and let's continue chapter 5 in the next uh, session, next Sunday. Uh, and until then, please take care. So all of you, stay safe and Hare Krishna.